0: Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. John, how's it going? It's going good, man. I want to give you a shout out, you know, because oftentimes, you know, pretty much every episode, you let me run my mouth and you let the the spotlight be on whatever the Lord's going to say Mm -hmm. through me, and you're such a a kind and, and, and great friend that allows that to happen. And you have such great humility. and But I really want to thank you this morning because I know it's very early <laughs> because of recording schedule and Lent's coming next week and the, the events we're having this weekend with Bill. We had to get a show in, and so we're sitting here on Friday morning at, like, I think you got here at 745 in the morning to kind of record this morning that people may laugh and say, that's not early. I get right. up at 4 to go to work. But, you know, it, we're not usually recording at 7.45 in the morning. So. Right,
1: so the best of us may, may not be here yet. Yeah, right. <laughs> usually we're better at the evening. So. Right, so yeah.
0: if we look like we just uh, came off a bender or an all-nighter yeah. or something, it's because we've only been awake for a little while and we're here to serve you. But, no, Victor, I just wanted to point that out. You know, we don't. I don't say thank you enough to you, especially on the air, uh, for what you do and for your friendship and for being a part of the podcast and a vital part, man. I couldn't do this without you, and so
1: thank you for that. Well, thank you, thank you.
0: Yeah, man. So, look, we're going to – as I said, you're here early on the morning. It's because I realized, man, Ash Wednesday starts next week. You know, Lent starts next week. And we need to do something for Lent. I always feel like in these liturgical seasons, we need to have something. So today's episode is going to be on Lent, and it's called Just Let Go. And we're gonna dive into that just here in a minute. But in the beginning here, I just want to take a couple seconds um, to go through a couple things. One, guys, you know what we're doing for men. I've had some great calls with dioceses lately. Family and marriage life directors want me to come to their diocese and they want me to do convocations with the priests. We're working with men's conferences to redo their men's conferences to have a message where it's not just about the day, it's about building groups afterward, and then we're partnering with those groups. I uh, had a great call with the CMLA leaders last night, and tons of them have reached out. They want to start utilizing us to start men's groups and parishes through their network. So the Lord is blessing what we're doing. If you're a guy out there that wants something in your area, uh, give us a call. Reach out. Go to com. Go to the Book Me uh, page, and you can fill out our form there. Secondly, I want to say... Uh, the pilgrimage. We still have some spots left. Father Larry and I are super excited and we want you to go with us. So if you're on the fence about it, get off the fence. Decide you want to go. Let's go see G- where Jesus walked and let's go enjoy that trip together with the ones that we love and our friends and all of those things. Take your wife, renew your wedding vows. There's so many incredible things we're going to do. Our bishop is there right now and I've been looking at all of his pictures and I'm just anxious. To get over there myself. So if you want to join us again, you can go to select travel and, and search my name. You could sign up there or you can go to our website, go to the book me page and you'll see the pilgrimage piece in the middle and you can fill it out there. But hurry up and sign up because there's only a few spots left. Finally, thank you to all those that donate. And especially, I had a guy the other day, a friend of mine, Stephen, that has been given, you know, a certain amount of money a month. And he said, this is what I can give. I wish it was more. Well, he turns around. And he calls his work, he works for a corporation, and it turns out they have a donor matching program. And so he called me to say, hey, you're not only going to get my money, you're going to get double that money because my company is going to pay this up to $3,000 a year. So we're going to wind up being blessed by not only him, but his his company. So if you're a person out there that's saying, hey, I want to give more, but I'm not in a place financially, check with your work, you know, and see if they have a program like that because it'll bless us. It'll definitely be a blessing to you. And I'll tell you what, we're going to use every bit of it to do the work that God keeps uh, putting us in front of, I can't even talk its the early stuff, right? Victor's having coffee. I don't drink coffee. So I got to get, I got to have water to jack me up. But no, it's, it's, it's going to help us continue to do the things that God is calling us to do, which is to help men. I am more convicted than I've ever been in my life through the last couple months that this is the work that God has uniquely created us for, called us to and that He wants to bless and we can't do that without you. So if you've been given to us thank you, if you have not and you want to and you want to check with your company. all you got to do is go to donorbox.org/pew. donorbox.org/pew or go to my page just a guy on thepew.com and click donate. Then you can set up what you want, take it to your work, show them what you're doing, and they can match it if you have a program. So thank you for listening to all that. trying to be quicker than that because we went a little long last episode and we got a lot of important things to talk about today. So we're going to jump into that right now. So Victor, um, you know, I was thinking over the last few days when I realized I've been traveling so much and then I was like, oh man, Ash Wednesday is like next Wednesday. And again, as I said in the beginning of the show, it was kind of scurrying to find a time to do this because I feel like it's so important every year. When we come to these liturgical seasons, especially Lent, where we get our minds right and we look at this not as something on the calendar or something that, you know, fish fries and all that, that's all great and it's all fun and we love to do that at our church. But really what this period is, it's it's a time where the Lord wants us to, to center our focus again on our faith, which we should be doing every day in our life, but the church gives us this gift of, you know, 46 days or whatever it winds up being. To sort of enter into that desert with Jesus and prepare our lives and our hearts and our souls to go into the desert with Him and to to start to to find sacrifice in our life and to start to to tie our sufferings to His and and really to focus on His passion and what it should mean in our life each and every day. And so when I thought about that, it was kind of funny. I've been reading uh, this book I've been telling you about. I know you would love it, so I'll, I'll pass it on to you when I get through. It's a big book, so it may take me 10 years to read yeah. at my reading level. But <laughs> I'm about halfway through now. But it's The Fulfillment of All Desires by Ralph Martin, and it's one of the greatest books I've ever read because Ralph has done the work for us. I mean, the, the the smaller title is a guidebook for the journey to God based on the wisdom of the saints. So he is, he is taking all these principles – and then he has gone and he's found all the things the saints have said about these certain things, like the the three stages of the spiritual life or the spiritual mansions that Saint, you know, uh, some of the saints talk about. John of the Cross mentions it in his own way. But Ralph takes those quotes and then he just, he kind of puts it in his own words and explains something that may be difficult to understand without explanation. And it's just a great book. And as I was reading it and my thoughts went towards Lent, I just, you know, Holy Spirit moment was on the part where it was focused on detachment and... You know, I just as I was reading that and I was thinking about Lent coming, I was thinking, man, this is really what we need to think of mm-hmm. is is this detachment during Lent? you know what are the things in my life or the thing that's keeping me from Jesus all right because we all know what that is, and I think that Lent more than anything should be a time not just for for us to check the box and say, well, I'm giving up candy again when I don't really eat candy, or I'm giving up Cokes when I don't drink soft drinks or or I'm giving up alcohol just to say that I did something or to see if I could do it for forty days. That's not what asceticism and all those things are about. It's it's really figuring out what is keeping me from the Lord. What is the distraction in my life? What am I running to in my life instead of the Lord and my problems and my anxieties and my stresses? And and how can I offer that up to him, not just for 40 days, but to be rid of in my life, right? The things that are keeping me from him because our goal is always heaven mm-hmm. and in the eternal life. And, and so often as humans, as we talk about here all the time and as people – we run to things that are other things than, of God, than, than God. And and this is what usually keeps us from God. And this is what I think we're called to look at seriously in Lent and dial into and try to figure out how to get rid of in our life.
1: Kind of what you're talking about is kind of like the, unfortunately, misrepresentation or mis- misconception of what Lent is supposed to be in our life. I mean, it's, yeah. if you think about it, it's like the great reset of self, meaning yeah. that, that you remove all, like I said, the detachments that have caused you to not be your natural self in the sense of what God created you for. Yeah. So we have to kind of, like, adjust ourselves. Like, the you know, we know that what, we heard this all the time, God's will, God's will, God's will be done. Well, I think some of us don't really interpret what that means. Like, the any time you see, hear the word will in Scripture, means action. What yeah. action are you going to take? Are you doing you doing self-will, which do what I want to do, or are you doing God's will, you know, setting course action what God wants me to do? Or to become, and like I said, sons and daughters of God, we we are right. Yeah. So why should we act different from what we're supposed to be? You know, and for some reason we are always trying to negotiate with God. This is what I want to do. Leave me alone, but sure. still, but still bless me. But yeah. don't still let me go to heaven, me, right? Yeah, <laughs> but don't you know, send any sufferings to me. So, you know, for for re, for Lent, the great reset is to say, okay, what am I doing? Uh, what is my false conceptions or misconceptions that I've allowed me to think about myself, why I'm not worthy, why I feel God doesn't love me, why, you know, why I feel like I'm not capable of things, you sure. know? And and Lent allows you to kind of be draw closer to God and to remove anything, impediments that you have put in front of you. Like behavioral health is something, the mental health is something that we deal with every day, even though we don't know it. Yeah. You know, we have a course of action of what we, we believe who we think we are, you know, and sometimes those misconceptions cause us to to diminish who we really are in our sense of self, in a sense of faith, in a sense of kind of like our family, um, you know, and, and we have to kind of like understand that God loves us no matter who we are, what we are, in our state of, of placement of, of today, present sure. moment. Um, Lent allows us to kind of draw closer to God, Yeah, allows us to be that that warm hug within his grasp and and that's what we need to do is like what action what course of will that God really has been wanting me to do for my whole life that I have been ignoring or not being a pay, you know paying attention to what I'm supposed to be doing and and that's why land is so good because it, it allows you to say I know I should be doing this help me to to go where I need to be help me to be what you wanted me to be who you created me to be God sure well, and you know,
0: you make a good point because a lot of our life, it seems like we're trying to avoid hell instead of trying to get to heaven, mm-hmm. right? Like that's the thing is we're kind of tiptoeing on the line of, of doing enough of what we think God wants in our life to allow us into heaven, but still being able to have the fun and doing whatever we want over here, you know, that, that we know is not exactly what is good in God's eyes. And, and, you know, it's a great point that you make and I, and, and you are right. It's why Lent is a time to draw us closer to Jesus and his love and his passion, and. And it's a time to be rid of, as we said in the beginning, whatever's keeping us from Him. Mm -hmm. And you know that's the thing. I, you know, I think that there's a great quote that I found. I'll just start with this, Catherine. It's from Catherine Doherty, and she was a like a Roman, you know, lay Catholic. And when I saw this, it really struck me for what I'm trying to get across in this episode today, or what I, I say I, what I think the Lord's trying to get across in this, get across this episode. And she said, "Lent is a time of going very deeply into ourselves." What is it that stands between us and God? That's the first question, right? What is it that stands between us and God? Between us and our brothers and sisters, right? What are the things we talked about last week? Wounds and things like that, the arguments, the conflicts. What is it between us and our brothers and sisters? Between us and life, the life of the Spirit, which is what we're called to, right? To live in that life of the Spirit so that we can live in the way that God's called us to and we can be with Him forever in heaven. Right, This life is, is is for us to live the way we're called to so that we can be with him forever. And I think that so many times we pull our, our sight off of eternity and we put it on the here and now. And and when I don't feel good, when I don't feel perfect, when I feel stressed and anxieties, I want something to remedy me here in, the, in in the now, which is God. But we turn to these other things because we simply take our eye off of what our goal is in our life, which is to get to heaven. So I'm going to read this in fullness again. It says, Lent is a time of going very deeply into ourselves, What is it that stands between us and God, between us and our brothers and sisters, between us and life, the life of the spirit, whatever it is, let us relentlessly tear it out without a moment's hesitation. This is what I think Lent is for, is for us to identify what it is in our life that's keeping us, the main thing that's keeping us from Jesus. And as she says, to relentlessly tear it out without a moment's hesitation, because a divided heart is not one that's decided on anything right When we're sitting there, we're like, "Well, I love Jesus, but I also love my porn. I love Jesus, but I also love my drink. I love Jesus, but I also love my weed. I love Jesus, but I also love whatever it is, my anger issues, whatever it is. like we can't serve two masters, right? It says that in scriptures, in the scriptures. So what we've got to do here is really look at this and go, what is it?" And Victor, here's the thing. when Lent comes around every year, I, I heartily believe this if that's even a word, like in my heart, I believe that every one of us, when we realize like, oh man, Lynn's here, I got to figure out something to give up. Mm -hmm. Every one of our hearts goes immediately to the thing that we know is troubling us most in our life. But if we're being honest, a second after we realize that we're like, nope, not that. Mm -hmm. Right? Nope, nope, nope. Uh, I didn't even la, 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 la. Like I didn't even see that. I didn't hear it. Jesus, you didn't see it either. You ain't seen nothing. Right. And, (laughs) and then we, (laughs) We we move away from it like God doesn't see it, but that's exactly He led us to that moment in our life and in our heart. He's he gave us that thought, right? And we and, and He was trying to get us to zero in on that one thing. But oftentimes we shy away because we're divided. And oftentimes we're being honest, it's our vices, it's our distractions, it's our sins, it's our possessions, it's the things of this world. And and we we're so tied to that. That the thought of giving it up is just is is unthinkable to us because that's where we're running and our anxieties and all of those things. like think about it. if you're sitting here going, "I want to give up alcohol," and then you freak out at the thought of it, it's probably because that's what you're running to instead of God and your stresses and your problems and your difficulties, all those things you're you're using it to mask and cover up pains and wounds it's you're self medicating mm-hmm. through these things, and this is what God wants, and if you're feeling that moment like, nope, nope, not that. Then that's that's a that's your conscience saying no. This is exactly what you need to be rid of in your life. It's a gift from God, but oftentimes we run from those things. And you know, Saint Catherine of Siena talks about these things as well. How often the things that we run to become gods in our life and become idols in our life, and we lay at that altar instead of the altar of God. And she says, you know, for created things are less than the human person. They were made for you, not you for them. So they can never satisfy you. Only God can. And that's the reminder that Lent is supposed to be for us. It's all these other things that we're turning to. All these other things that we're running to that we think are going to give us this freedom or this moment of happiness or this peace in a stressful life are nothing but temporary idols that are never going to give us fully what we need. The only thing that can do that is Jesus Christ and God the Father. And Lent is a reminder and a gift from our church to turn to those things and to choose these difficult things, right? To pick up that cross. I'm going to lay down those things and, and, and deny myself these things that maybe have been a part of my life for way too long and have become addictions so that I can really pick up that cross and walk towards Jesus
1: and be the person that in my heart and in my soul I know I want to be. Well, changing a behavior is yeah. picking up the cross. Right. Because that's, it's not suffering in a sense where it's, it's painful. Yes, there's some pain attached to it because you're trying to detach yourself from what has always caused you pain. Even though you don't know it, but like I said, people who drink when they're depressed, that is something that's going to cause pain currently and in the future. Um, Same thing with using, you know, illicit drugs, you know, to calm down or whatever for a stressful anxiety day. Guess what's going to happen? Eventually that's going to cause you to be in more suffering. Um, And then you create more separation between you and what God has intended you to become. Um, And, you know... Carrying the cross, I, it says. For some reason, you know, we we have this this thought that, um, well, I know what God did. for I know what Christ did for me, but I don't know if I want to. <laughs> I want to carry my own cross, right? Sure. Because I know I don't know what, what I want to do for Him, right? Because yeah. <laughs> I know what may come from that, which means that uh, I'm I'm good where I am right now. You know, I'm I feel like I'm comfortable. I'm being blessed and all that stuff, but you're not growing. You're stagnant. Yeah. You know, and when you're stagnant in your faith eventually you'll 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 have some suffering come to you because God's saying I want you to move towards me closer. I want you to change your behavior and to be fully involved with what I have set for you. Yeah. And and I think that's what it is. It's like changing our behavior is not easy. It's going to be a struggle, but the thing what comes from that when you change your behavior, you change your thought process, what happens? You become more joyful, you yeah. know, you become more excited in life you look at every opportunity that you have with everybody in your in your life, in your relationships as a blessing and and not as something that's just you have to do.
0: Yeah, well and that's that's the thing. I mean, that's the the uh, the irony of it all. Like we think if we hold on to these things that give us, you know, the, our crutches in life mm-hmm. that we're going to be fully healed and we never are. It it's it actually these things that we think give us freedom are actually the things that rob us of it, right? And so Again, like each of us knows and really knows the thing in our life that, that's keeping us, that main thing, the one thing in our life that, that sticks out to us is keeping us from Jesus. And, it, and as I said, it's the things that we run through and our stresses run to and our stresses and our wounds and our afflictions instead of him. And it really is like it says in scripture, we become like dogs returning to our vomit, mm-hmm. right? We just come, come back and keep eating the same slop we're throwing up and And this is what we need to be rid of in Lent, so that we can fully give ourselves to him and allow Lent to become the transforming season that it's supposed to be in our life. And, and really the goal is to live our lives in a perpetual lent, Mm -hmm. you know, not to just go, well, this is a nice 46 days. And then as soon as it's Easter Sunday, you're getting, you know, you're getting hammered on Sunday afternoon and and trying to drink all the booze you didn't have for 46 days in one afternoon, or you're, you're rolling 15 blunts, or you're watching like eight hours of porn or whatever. Like, it's not to just say, Whew, I white knuckled through this thing and now I showed everybody I can do it. And now it's back to the grindstone. Mm-hmm. It's not about that. Cause you know what that is? That's pride. That's pride is like, this is about me, not about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and look, I'm spending time between now and Wednesday going, I'm not just preaching this to everybody else, but I know what the thing is in my life. I need to be rid of. I know what the thing in my life is. I need to change. And so I'm going to offer that to Jesus and not, not look at this as some superficial thing, but I'm going to give it to him, like walking up to that altar, you know, to receive those ashes on Wednesday, that whatever, as I'm being reminded that I, you know, from dust, I came and dust, I shall return. I'm going to offer these things up that keep me from Jesus and put them on the altar for their sacrifice, right? For, for them to die in my life and hopefully for good, and, you know, to work at it for the rest of my life, but to get rid of these things that are keeping me from Jesus, because in, that's what I want. I want fullness in my heart for the Lord. I don't want room for anything else but for him. And, and you know, you may go, well, what about your family? Well, yeah, if you're loving Jesus in the proper way, you're going to love your family in the way that you're supposed to. Mm. There's There's no losing one thing for the other. When you love Jesus well and you love him with your whole heart, you're going to do everything that you're called to do well because you're living in him and not out of self. So... You know, again, we think these things that we run to are going to give us freedom, Victor, but freedom actually comes from the detachment to the things that are actually enslaving us instead of freeing us. And, you know, Jesus gives us a great example of this when he goes into the desert at Lent. You know, when he goes in there, he's baptized, he receives the Holy Spirit, and what does he do? He goes out and he detaches from everything from all the people, from any kind of food, from any kind of drink, from anything like. He goes out there for 40 days and let me just say this, no one is saying go find a deserted don't drive out to the deserts of Arizona or whatever and sit out there and die in the desert, right? God had God was God and he was equipped to be able to do this. But but uh, Jesus was God, but but here's the thing, like he gives us a great example of he he leaves everything behind to go and do what? To spend 40 days in the desert with his father, right? To focus on God. And to look at, and to to get ready for his mission, right? To to get ready for his passion, the trials he's going to take. And what happens? The devil shows up, right? So as Jesus detaches from these things, the same thing is going to happen to us in Lent when we put these things down. Devil's going to show up, go man, just take that drink, Mm -hmm. right? Or just watch that porn, or just yell at your wife again, or whatever it is, and and he's going to try to tempt you. And what what did Jesus do? Every time the devil showed up, Jesus went to his father. Right, he went to the Word of God. There was no Bible at the time, so Jesus was quoting what was from the Torah, from the Mm -hmm. from his own faith that he had learned, and he started quoting, you know, "You shall not put the Lord to the test." Man cannot survive on bread alone. All of these things that he said, right, to the devil to make him flee from in his life, and that's what we've got to do during Lent. Is in these trying times, and when it's in the suffering times and the difficult times, when we're giving up these super hard things in our life, is to remember that freedom comes at a price right and, and and freedom is difficult just like the soldiers that go across you know and fight wars for our country and lay down their life there's a cost to the freedoms that we experience here and there's a cost to the spiritual freedom that we look for in our life that leads us to joy and it's got it's got to be our willingness and our openness to to lay down the things in our life that are uh that are keeping us from god and to detach from those things so you know this is why detachment is such a a big thing and and this was the principle that I really was reading about in The Fulfillment of All Desire. So I want to read a couple of things here, and these are from Ralph Martin, and this is really him interpreting interpreting quotes from these saints and just putting it in language for the rest of us to understand, you know, to to discern. So the first one he says, and this is all just about a detachment, he says, oftentimes we look to the things and creatures created by God for satisfaction and fulfillment that only God himself can provide. When the soul wraps itself around the things and the people of this world looking for satisfaction or fulfillment that God, only God can give, it produces distortion in itself and in others as well. Many spiritual writers call the process of unwinding this possessive, self-centered, clinging, and disordered seeking of things in person's detachment. This is the principle that we need to go into Lent with. He goes on further to say, The goal of this process of detachment is not to stop loving the things and people of the world, but quite to the contrary, to love them even more truly in God, under the reign of Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. There are almost always painful dimensions in the process of letting go in order to love more, but it's the pain of true healing and liberation. Christian detachment is an important part of the process by which we enter into a realm of greater freedom and joy. So this freedom that we all long, I mean, that's that's a mouthful of stuff, but he's saying basically What these spiritual writers in this book, St. Teresa of Avila, St. Catherine of Siena, St. John of the Cross are talking about with detachment, the purpose of it is so that we can rid ourselves of the things in our life that aren't good for us, but the things that aren't necessarily bad for us, Mm -hmm. that we're giving more of our attention to than God, we can actually love better when we love God more. And we can put those things in the right order. Basically, a lot of us spend our lives with things out of order. We have our job, our, our promotions, our ambitions, our hobbies, our everything else before the Lord. And the Lord, we cram in on one hour on Sunday if there's still enough time to even do that in our day. And what this is calling us to is to reorder this. And if it's a problem, to look at the things in our life that are the problem that are saying, well, I don't. this is in the way, we'll get rid of it throw it away. That's what Jesus says, you know, to the young man. How do I, how do I follow you? How do I get to heaven? Follow the commandments. I've done that. Then sell everything you have and come and follow me. And he went away sad, right? Because he couldn't give up the things the that he loved the most, right, the detachment yeah. piece. And so, you know, Jesus calls us to this in scripture too. He says, if anyone want to, be, if, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Matthew 16, 24. If you want to follow me, then deny yourself, detach from the things that that I know your soul is longing for, other than me. Get rid of that and pick up your cross. So if it's hard for you to quit drinking, that's your cross. Pick it up and follow me. If it's hard for you to quit your porn, that's your cross. Follow me. If you've been in, you know, it, it cheating on your wife and you're, 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 you're you know, committing adultery, lay it down and pick up your cross and follow me. Like Whatever it is in your life that you're doing, if you really want to be with me forever, if you really love me the way that you say you do, then lay this down. He's challenging us now as we go into the season to do this not for just 46 days, for the rest of our life. He says again in Luke 14, 26, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And we read that and go, what, he wants us to hate our family? No, nothing else can be more important than me. That's what he's saying. And Lent is is putting everything in your life under a microscope and fine tuning and getting down to the nitty gritty of what it is that you already know in your soul is keeping you from Jesus and offering it up to him because you love him more than that. And that's what we're called to do, Victor. And so this is what I'm praying for, for myself and for everybody else that's out here listening, is that we can
1: do that this Lent. Well, that interpretation is funny because I was listening to Father Alar as I do when I'm driving long distance because I was in Jackson, Mississippi in a mental health conference. And coming back, I listened exactly to what he was saying. And that scripture popped up because, well, we, you know, when the word hate, really he says interpretive, love less. Yeah. Love less than me, you know. And he's not saying, like, don't love them. But it's like, the, like you said, the right orders, the prioritizing, you know, I created you, you know, I created everybody that's in your life, so therefore they, you know, f- love and follow me, and then what comes from me allows you to be strong in your relationships of those that you love, like your spouse and your children and so forth. Um, I think we have to kind of understand this, like, he he, he came to change the dynamics, obviously, of, of our own lives and of our hearts, but also to, like, rightly order how we're supposed to, to love, how we're supposed to seek guidance, how we're supposed to, to live by a will of God that, that we probably neglected for a long time. And and his message rings true to this day because as you said, we are we are human. The human condition always comes in and messes it up because we think we know better than what God has set for us. And and that is the dilemma we're always gonna play out until we we come to to the sense of that that we are powerless in many things of our lives. Therefore, we have to turn to God and trust God in everything.
0: Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And look, I mean, we always want to leave here with how to. And I just think the message from today is like, look, stop kidding yourself, right? Stop kidding yourself. You know what are the things in your life. And usually each one of us has one major thing that's keeping us from, from the Lord. Maybe we have multiple, but we have the one big thing that's probably leading to the other things. What is that? Stop playing around about it. Don't, don't just pick something superficial and easy for you this Lent deal with the one thing in your life that is keeping you from our Lord, because each and every one of us in the desire of our heart wants joy. We want this freedom and it doesn't come from being enslaved to all these other things. So we have to be honest with ourselves before Lent begins. This episode is coming out the day before Lent. So guys, whenever you listen to this, if you're hearing it on Tuesday, you got until tomorrow night, right after the last mass to decide what you're going to give up. And so decide what that one thing is, be honest with yourself, be real and vulnerable with yourself, ask God for the help to get rid of it in your life and, and, and just be sick of the things that are keeping you prisoner and detached from them. Um, you know, having a meaningful and powerful Lent is a choice, right? It's a choice. It's either a deeper and more meaningful relationship with Jesus, or it's choosing to keep going back to the things like a dog that returns to his vomit that keep you from him and the ones that you love. Right so what is your choice going to be this Lent is it going to be Jesus or the things that keep me enslaved and keep me from him so i mean what's it going to be <laughs> i think it's time to just let go to let go of that thing in my life and victor's life and your life and my wife's life that's running the cameras that is keeping us from them. We all know what it is. Instead of running from it this Lent, in front of, instead of hiding from it, instead of trying to push it down before you or Jesus or anybody else realizes it, realize that he's the one that put that thought there in your life. He's the one that's calling you to be courageous and to trust him and to depend on him and to surrender in him, and he will give you the courage to do it. So one last quote here from Ralph Martin. I think it's it's timely here for the end of the episode. It is neither the presence nor absence of things that indicate true detachment, but rather the interior freedom of heart that's put trust not in things, possessing or keeping what we already have or longing for what we don't have, but rather in the Father's care. So guys, take these things that have been holding you back. Take that one thing in your life and say, I'm getting rid of it and give it to God and then start becoming the man that he calls you to be not only for this Lent, but for the rest of your life. So Victor, let's take this all to prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, the season of Lent is meant to be a gift for us. Each year, you give us a special time to really examine our lives and detach from the things that keep us from entering into a deeper relationship with you and your Son, Jesus. Help us to remember that having a powerful, life-changing Lent is a choice. And Father, if we find ourselves refusing to give up the one thing we know in our hearts is keeping us from you, then give us the courage to just let go of it and to fully
1: choose you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.